The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Our new series is Set Free, and so over the next few weeks we'll be talking about some of the the burdens that we face in this life, things like debt and um, um, uh, time management and clutter and different things. And we'll be looking at how the gospel and the teachings of Jesus set us free from these different burdens. Um, So what do you think about when you hear the words time or money? For, For some people, these words are a source of anxiety. And so if you're burdened with a great amount of debt, then anything money-related can be very stressful. If you get to the end of the day and you feel frustrated because you didn't get done everything that you needed to get done, then you may view time as an enemy rather than a friend. I think most of us here this morning probably feel like we don't have enough of either of these things. Who couldn't use a little bit more money? Who couldn't use a little more time? What is interesting is that we live in one of the wealthiest economies on earth. And so we have more resources than most people. We make more money than most people around the world. We own more things. And yet most of us feel stressed financially. We feel crunched for time. We feel perplexed about what makes life meaningful. We live lives of hurry, worry, and striving. And we find little satisfaction in our manic work and our recreational activities. Why is it that we have so much, and yet we feel as if we haven't found what we're looking for? There has to be more to life than this. Well, the truth is there is more. Life is more than than how much money we can make or how many activities that we can fit into one day. And we have created this hectic lifestyle. It's part of the culture in which we live. From a very young age, we're told by advertisers that, that buying things, purchasing things, is the key to happiness. And we're told that, that certain purchases, they're going to solve your problems, maybe all your problems. Even in recent times, presidents of our country have encouraged us to spend in order to boost our economy. And so the sacrifice we now make for our nation is to spend big on Black Friday. And this may be good for retailers. It may be good for the economy. But it's not always the best decision for families, especially when it means that we take on more debt. Time is also an issue. Families suffer from a lack of family time because parents are working late and and kids are involved in multiple activities. And so if the first thing that you think about when you get out of bed in the morning is what you didn't get done the day before, then that's a problem. It causes stress. It weighs heavily on your relationships with others. We sometimes make the mistake of thinking that Jesus or the Bible doesn't have anything to say about money issues or busy schedules or anything like that. We think religion is all about heaven, 
and has little to say about my life and my problems. And that's completely false. In fact, the Bible has more to say about practical matters than it does the afterlife. God wants everyone to receive the promise of resurrection and to live with him for eternity. But he's also very interested in your life now and blessing that life. The the teachings of Jesus are holistic. And what I mean by that is they touch on every aspect of our life. And he has much to say about money. And I believe if we take those teachings seriously and we apply them to our lives, then we're going to be blessed by those results. We might finally find the freedom we're all searching for. And so as we begin this journey, we want to start out with some core beliefs. And these are going to be the the basis uh, of everything that we look at from from here on out. And so you might want to write these things down um, and maybe put them somewhere where you're going to see them. Uh, There are three beliefs, and these three beliefs have the potential to change your life. And so here they are. I was created for a purpose. I was created for a purpose. And so God created each of us with a purpose. And we're going to feel discontent. We're going to feel frustrated until we begin to live into that purpose. What is the purpose? Well, Paul outlines it in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. This is a famous passage. Right before this, he talks about salvation. He says we're, we're saved by grace. But then he says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for, here's the purpose, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so we were created to do good. We were created to bless others. And we find lasting fulfillment, not in hoarding, Not in collecting a bunch of things, not with having a busy schedule, but we find bless we find fulfillment in blessing others. Okay, so we were created for a purpose. Secondly, I have enough. One of the things the Bible is clear about is that God provides us with everything we need. This is addressed several times in Scripture. Jesus addresses it in the Sermon on the Mount, where he says, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Matthew 6, verse 26. And so God gives us what we need. And I know this might be hard for for some people to believe, and we're going to explore it more in the coming weeks. But, But I believe that a lot of the stress in our lives is created by seeking after things we don't need. We don't have to have a big house. We don't have to have a new car. But we want them, and then we take on debt to get them. What would happen if we lived with the principle of, I have enough? I have enough, and learn to be content within that. How would that change your life? We'll explore that more again in the coming weeks. Finally, I can make intentional choices about how I spend my time and money. And so what we have, what we possess, God has made us stewards of these things. And living well involves discipline. There's no magic plan out there that's going to make your debt go away overnight. It's not going to happen. Each of us make intentional choices 
about what to do with the resources that God has blessed us with. And so the Bible provides us with a lot of wisdom regarding what to do with our finances and what to do with our time. And that wisdom is there. It's available to us, but it's up to us to look at that wisdom, to read that wisdom, to apply that wisdom to our lives. And so these are the three core beliefs that we want to build upon in the coming weeks. And it will be helpful to be familiar with these beliefs and, and perhaps to begin to incorporate these beliefs into your life. As we begin today, we want to take a minute and consider why money and why time is such an important issue. Why does Jesus talk about these things? What does money have to do with Christianity? Well, it has been said that your checkbook and your calendar reveal your actual belief system. In other words, what you spend your money on and what you give your time to, these are the things that you truly care about. These are the things that are important to you. And I think this is true. In fact, Jesus put it this way in Matthew 6, 21. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And so what we give ourselves to is going to influence the type of person we are. We're going to be shaped by what we pursue and what we spend our time on. And this is also going to impact you know, how we feel about ourselves and whether or not we are fulfilled. Now you can see why Jesus talked a lot about money and time. These are important issues. One of the big problems we face is that the messages and, and advertising that we're constantly hearing in our culture concerning money um, and other things is quite different from the teachings of Jesus. And so our culture is saying one thing and Jesus is saying another. And let me just give you a few examples, and maybe you've heard some of these. These are messages that you hear in our culture. You deserve better. Satisfy your cravings. You can never have enough. More is always better. Wealth equals success. He who dies with the most toys wins. Now, compare all those statements, popular statements within our culture, with a few things that Jesus says. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's no wonder that we often feel conflicted because we grow up in a world that's telling us one thing and we're striving to follow Jesus who's telling us something else. And these two philosophies are in conflict with one another. We cannot follow both of them and if we try to do so, we're going to be miserable. The key to a life of fulfillment and meaning is to completely follow Jesus. To don't hold anything back. God wants you to have an abundant life. That's what Jesus talks about in John chapter 10 and verse 10. He wants you to be free from the burdens of debt and busyness. He wants your life to flourish in ways that, that you've never known. But it takes work and it takes commitment. It's not going to happen by itself. 
And we must choose to follow Jesus and, and ignore some of these other voices that we're hearing within our culture. And so if we're going to have the life we desire, then one of the things that we need to do, this is where we need to start, we need to begin by creating space in our lives. This is the first step. And I want you to notice just one verse this morning. We're going to spend some time in Luke chapter 8 and verse 14. And most of us are familiar with this story. Bobby read it to us just a moment ago. It's one of the more famous stories that Jesus told. It's the parable of the sower. And there's a lot in this story, and so sometimes we may miss something along the way. There are four types of soil in this story. But I just want us to, to, to focus in on verse 14. It says, And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. And so in this verse, Jesus is explaining the story. You know, he, he first tells the story. That's what Bobby read. And then he gives an explanation of the story. And he's telling us why the seed that fell among the thorns did not grow. It tried to grow, but it could not grow because it was choked by, by the weeds and the briars. And this is a parable. And what that means is that this is a story that Jesus uses to explain something else. And so Jesus is not teaching his followers here about gardening. He has something else in mind. Uh, why, uh, what do the thorns represent here? Well, Jesus says they are the, the cares, the riches, and the pleasures of life. Jesus does not teach that, that money and possessions are the keys to happiness. In fact, he says these things can be destructive if we're not careful. They can choke us. They can cause us stress. And they don't lead to flourishing. And so what is the answer. We need to create space in our life. So if you're dealing with debt, then you need to, first of all, create a budget, and then you need to look at that budget and maybe get rid of some things. It may be as simple as eating out for a while. You just stop doing it and you eat at home. Or it may be as big as downsizing your home or getting rid of that new car. There are many things that we think we need in our life that we really don't. Um, all of us here probably have cable or satellite. Is that a necessity or is it a luxury? When we really distinguish between needs and wants, we realize that we have a lot of things in our life that we could do without. Uh, we might not want to do without them. You know, we might not want to give them up. But they're not necessary to our survival. If, you, if your struggle is busyness, then you need to quit something. You need to just give something up. And a lot of times people get themselves in this situation because they're simply unable to tell a person no. Uh, you may be a very good person. You may have a good heart. You may want to just help everyone who comes to you. But there comes a time when you just have to say no. You don't have enough time in your life to take on a new project. 
In fact, your, your family and your kids might be suffering because of your busy schedule. And so find something to give up. How is giving up something, how is cutting something from your budget going to help? Well, it's going to create space in your life. And it's going to give you more freedom. We often get distracted by things that do not matter. And in doing so, we might be neglecting the things that really do matter. And so, for example, if you give up cable or satellite, then what's going to happen? Well, you're probably going to spend more time with your kids. Or maybe you'll read a book. Um, If you're able to quit something um, and give yourself more time, then you're going to feel better about yourself and you're going to be a more pleasant person to be around. And it all begins with creating space. Now, now this isn't the only key to a life of freedom, but it's certainly the first. Since Jesus used the image of a garden, I'll use it as well. Imagine your life is a garden. And when you set out to to begin this garden, it's simply a patch of land. And the ground may be hard. There may be lots of weeds where you want to start your garden. And the first step is to prepare prepare the land. And so you you have to till that soil. You have to get rid of all those weeds. You have to create space for your vegetables and your fruits and the other things that you plant to grow. And if you skip this step, then your garden will not flourish. It will not produce what you want it to produce. But if you do clear space and you put in the hard work, then you're going to be blessed by a beautiful harvest. And the same is true with your life. If you want an abundant life, then you need to get rid of the things that are choking the good things in your life. You need to create some space so that you can be a blessing to others and fulfill your purpose, the purpose that God has given every one of us. And so your your homework assignment this week is to give something up. And I would encourage you not to start big. Start with something small. Find something in your life that that you can give up or quit in order to create some space. And if you use social media, that's Facebook or Twitter or or Instagram, then uh, uh, post about it. Take a picture of it and and use the hashtag set free um, because as we're on this journey together, we want to encourage one another. And that's what the the, the church does. That's one of the, the missions of the church. We help each other be like Jesus. I'm so thankful you were here this morning. I hope you'll be here again next week as as we continue to look at ways Jesus sets us free from the things that burden us in our lives. Let's pray. Father, creator of heaven and earth, we give glory and honor to your name. We thank you for giving us all the things that we own. But we also recognize that if we're not careful, these things can become a burden. We live in a world where many people are overwhelmed because of money issues. Many of us feel tired. 
We feel like we don't have enough time in the day to do everything that we want. And so we ask you for help. We seek the freedom of a simple life. We want to be like Jesus, and we know this begins with trust. We must hand our problems over to you and and trust you to provide us with everything we need. Be with us this week as we seek to create space in our lives. I ask you to bless everyone here this morning and the decision that they'll make uh, regarding their time and money. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.